Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Psychology of Womanhood. I am your host, Shannon Icahn, Lady Battle, and I am recording today on Zoom because I wanted to do a face-to-face discussion on unbelief. I was working with some of my clients and a lot of the roots of the problems that they deal with are as a result of the belief factors. It's like that scripture says, I believe, but help my unbelief. Well, many people struggle with their actions. They struggle with their behaviors because it's tied into a belief system. And what you believe is going to show up in how you perform. It's going to show up in your relationships. It's going to show up in your job. It's going to show up with your confidence. It's also going to show up and explain possibly why you keep hesitating. Unbelief equals hesitation so if you struggle with unbelief you're oftentimes going to always hesitate when it's time to do something that's an advancement with where you currently are you're going to hesitate when it's time to trust someone and consider making a lifelong commitment because of an unbelief uh, tied to a situation so I wanted to talk about that because I wanted us to look at it in terms of a specific issue that you might be dealing with and we're going to walk through it and I'm going to give an example but the steps that I do with this example I want you to take notes so if you're driving make sure you go back and listen to this again because this is going to be really helpful for you in trying to understand if this belief is something that you should be making the right assumption about so we'll use an example of uh, and because I'm I love my women and I always want to see us grow we have a tendency to have an all or nothing type thinking we tend to not really do well in the gray area unless you have that type of personality where life is gray and you're always looking at the different uh caveats of life where you have different perceptions and you're always trying to explore something and gain a greater awareness in certain people's inability and struggle of doing that we confine our thoughts to either it's all of this or none of that and in that we have determined even on a clinical aspect when we're doing treatment for people who have anxiety depression whatever it may be, trauma, that those are inherited beliefs based on stressful events. And it could have been events from negative experiences uh, and then as high as having a traumatic experience. So what I want you to do is just think about that one thought as we walk through this other thought that um, individuals experience, possibly women. So say you have a woman and she discovers that her spouse has been unfaithful that is going to take it has so many layers it has so many things that it it brings up it has so many holes in in depths of of unpacking that really shifts the way she thinks So if she once believed and had this just belief uh, system in her mind that 
good things happen to good people and that bad things happen to bad people, then she's going to look at herself a little bit differently. She's going to be able to, she's going to start questioning her goodness. So if she was the type of wife that did everything and that performed and, and, and met the expectations and tried to do everything to make sure every uh, life was in order for the family, then that's going to challenge a significant core of her belief system. So then she'll begin to question, you know, what did I do? Did I do anything wrong? And then it takes her to another level of thought processes that she may not had experienced before. And so for some people, when she would talk or I, I look online and people bring these suggestions up in these, in these um, discussion groups, public dis discussion groups. And unfortunately, people are very misinformed because they only have part of the story and not the whole. So you think the problem that you're presenting is the actual problem should I stay? Should I go? Should I trust? Um, you know, those type of things. You think that that is the primary focus when really there are layers of things that have to be uncovered before you deal with being able to answer that one question. And often we think that if we can hurry up and get to the question, it helps us to avoid any additional pain, any additional hurt, and as a result, we don't go through the process of development to see what other areas need to be refined as a result of this discovery. So now we have to challenge the accuracy of those thoughts. So now when that happens to you and say you, you know, you've been faithful, you're, you've done all you were supposed to do and you thought that this was just going to be the perfect not unflawed but perfect in the sense that you know works enough for you where it doesn't cause all this significant distress and then now you have to start assessing how you think about it now what are you thinking and what are those thoughts we do something in therapy for uh those that are do behavioral therapy like myself it's called the cbt triangle where it is literally a triangle i'm not a delta but that's a better way of doing the triangle so at the top of my triangle here you have you know it could be your thoughts then at the upper corner of my triangle you have your um beliefs and then the other side the C, you have your cognition so it's basically your thoughts your actions and how you um believe and they're all always connected they enter you know they they have uh intersecting points and so you can't do one without the other although one may show up more rapidly and run to get the first be the first in line and you think that there's no other you know people behind you because you only see what's first but they're all always intersecting and interacting with each other so when we look at our beliefs um when others sh when others show you something you now have something that introduces what we call a contradiction because you believed one way until now this experience and this event was introduced and now it just disrupts every manner in which I believe. So my beliefs are telling me that, and then if you have a spiritual side on it too, oh God, that seems like that just complicates things even more and just adds other layers. So now you have to go to the word to 
your your Bible to get, you know, your answers and what you're looking for. You're looking for direct answers. And sometimes, you know, all of our answers are, you know, for us Christians are in the Bible, but it's not always so clear because I'm like, should I trust or should I not? And then you're looking for that scripture, right, to support that. And then, you know, the word is showing you other things that you need to understand so that then, you know, you can use your free will to make your decision. But when um, others show you something different, you know, that's when you start having these contradictions. So when you come to counseling, that's why it's important to talk with someone who has the skill to be able to help you think things through. I've heard people complain and say, my therapist just asks all all these questions. Well, if you have a therapist that asks a lot of questions and it helps you to uncover some answers that that you may not have thought about, then you have a good therapist because it's all about helping you determine what it is that you believe, the argument that you've taken on, because that's all our um, beliefs are, are just, you know, arguments that we've um, held on to. And then now when those arguments get challenged, we then have to figure out, do we still hold on to this belief and how do we carry this on into the functioning of our daily lives? So when you uncover the fact that, okay, now I have this belief, I have, I either believe as a result of what has just happened that um, my marriage is over, or I believe that men can't be trusted you know they're they're very there's so many common beliefs or i believe that you know god forgot about me if if you're looking at the spiritual side of it or i believe that you know i didn't do enough so now i'm questioning my self-worth you then want to talk with someone that will help you to dive more into those thoughts so we do clarifying questions and the questions are just to help you extract meaning for what you're saying. And let's say that we're going to uh, add, we're going to pull from that situation, that event that happened, and we're going to adopt a belief that all men are dogs and can't be trusted. And so when we look at that, what do we understand? And so now, when you're when you say that my question would be what do you mean when you say that and then you know you would explain well you know men are just inherently dogs they're creatures of habit you know they go back to the caveman mentality and you know they just want you know what they want and you know we're uh there we're venus and mars and all of that you know you're doing all these justifications because you're really trying to make sense of it and so we want you to talk regardless of how it may sound or how it's coming out because it's important to understand where you're adopting this from because oftentimes we adopt beliefs based on other people's experiences and based on traditionalisms that pass to us as we become adults and you can decide if you want to believe that and if you are having that belief you can still decide if you want to challenge it enough to see if that is a belief that you still want to hold on to so can you change beliefs yes you can change your belief at any time but it's going to take work and it's going to take a lot of convincing because if it's something that you've held on to for so long it's you know it's not as easy 
to just make an abrupt change, even though when you find out there are some inconsistencies with that thought. So, you know, we'll ask you questions like, what do you mean when you say that? Or, you know, we'll say something like, you know, why do you say that? Why do you say that, you know, all men are dogs? And what does that mean for a man to be a dog? So I want to tr I want to dig deeper into that because when you, you associate something as being dog, dogs are things or animals that people typically love. You know, our dog can poop. I remember my mom got so upset at her dog. Her dog had pooped all over the place and kept doing it multiple times. And every time, do you know somebody wants this dog? I want to get rid of this dog. But yeah, let her go somewhere away from that dog. She's like, oh God, how's my dog doing? Oh, she know, she misses that dog. No matter how bad that dog is, she will not get rid of that dog. She may put it outside for a little while, put it in the cage, but she's still going to, you know, have relationship with that dog. So if you are saying that, what does that actually mean? And does that make sense in how you're saying it? Because if you're saying it to try to make it seem as though it's monstrous, as though um, it's something that is unrepairable, it supports the belief that what, just that, okay, there is no man that can be trusted or something like that. So now we have to begin to ask more questions to make sure that you understand exactly what you're saying. So people will get upset, offended when you're asking all these questions because for, for high level um, disciplined, ambitious women, it's like, I'm not dumb. I know you're smart or, you know, I'm smart. I know you're educated and things like that. And we'll throw those things out there, but it's like, no, but we're still human. And we still have, you know, this thing called a mind, which we can't actually see that has taken on different processes and uh, ways of reasoning that are different for everyone, regardless of what your education background level is and your position. Remember, your education is something that you've learned, something that you've accomplished, and your position is something that you do, but your mind is developed and it's structured based on how you live, not just those other external things. So we're always asking a lot of questions. And then we ask something like, well, how do you understand this? So if you're saying that, well, I know that because my mama told me and my grandmama, my grandfather used to do this and my sister, she always went through these things or, you know, if then the other one, if, if they're not, you know, so we're doing all these comparisons. And so everything on what we've adopted a lot oftentimes are based on what other people's experiences. However, then we have our own personal experiences that show up because say for example you didn't have um, the greatest outcomes in previous relationships and they always ended up in someone some type of betrayal and if it happened that way then when you enter into this committed relationship and you know it's your marriage then you're looking at well dad you know I just it's just all men so then we asked the question well is you know do you really believe that it's all men or is it the men that you have encountered and so if we're saying things like all men can you identify one man who doesn't fall into this label belief of category which you say is a dog and if you cannot do that then that means we can challenge that assumption not saying that you're wrong but we can then begin to introduce questions to have you think a little bit more into it and dive a little bit more deeply so that's a little bit that we will do with clarifying and then we may do a little bit of probing 
you know, are these the only explanations? So when you're saying that, okay, well, all men are dogs and that means they cheat because they're dogs. So what are the other explanations that could drive, you know, the outcome of betrayal? And then we explore that a little bit more because what we think is based on our narrow focus of what we see, okay, this is all that it is. So this is all that, you know, and this has happened to me. We feel this injustice. We feel as though, you know, we've been victimized. And, you know, that is true on, you know, so many different levels. But however, it's more pieces to what it is that we're looking at. And then we have to be able to say, okay, you know, am I looking at this in the full scope of how it hit? It hit hard and it hit in this direction. But now I need to see everything that it was connected to because it's not a standalone incident in itself. And then when we, you know, challenge your viewpoints, you know, what does it do for you if you continue in this in this way of thinking? And that is a key question that I like to ask most of um, my clients, whether it's through um, mentoring, coaching, counseling, you know, if you keep believing this, how is this going to benefit you? How is this going to impact and change your life? What is what is going to be a result of you continuing this way of thinking? And so if you're thinking that all men are that, what's going to happen? And then how is that going to relate when you raise, if you have children and you have sons, how is that going to change your viewpoint about how you see your own kids? Because guess what? Your kids, if you got boys, they're going to become men. So we think that we can isolate, you know, certain beliefs into certain, you know, and direct it towards certain people. But if you generalize that to a class category of a gender, then it's likely going to show up in how you parent your children. And so you may be, you know, an overboard parent when it comes to your sons and as they're getting into relationships and what their responsibilities are and what they should do. It could be a lot of overbearing parenting because of your belief which shows up as a fear because you don't want that to happen to him to your children but or the women that they're going to have um as their wives so you know it's all of that that begins to play into that so that's another question that we look at and then also you know we want to analyze um what are the consequences of this assumption if you could continue to think that and you believe that now if you believe that just in is it that you just believe it in terms of personal intimate relationships or do you believe that even in your workplace because now if you have a boss that's a man and say he's just you know a very just focused direct type man or you know he's a friendly man what regardless of what it is your your mental conception of him your thought is going to be that okay yeah he may be nice and you know he may present as genuine but he's still a dog and if he's a dog that means he can't be trusted and so now where is this going to take you so we really got to analyze to see if you really want to believe what you're believing if this belief is founded on true facts and if there are other areas perceptions that can be connected to this that we can explore possibly a better belief system that's just a little bit um of what i want to talk about today but i want you to look at and say okay put that assumption up there and how I just broke it down into this example go back and listen to this and see if you are really understanding the meaning of what you believe because what happens you know with unbelief we begin to hesitate so when we're trying to do something in our lives when we're trying to um conquer a different giant and when we're trying to pursue another uh adventure 
we have a lot of hesitation and we pull back and we don't allow ourselves to show up at at a hundred percent of excellency because we have this unbelief that keeps you know it keeps antagonizing us it keeps uh, it pushing us in an area that makes us avoid living the life that we truly desire to live no one wants to live you know not trusting people in a hole avoiding withdrawn not completely showing up in relationships it's tough to stay that way and even though we train ourselves to do that because we think that we're preventing ourselves from being hurt what it is is what it's doing is just eliminating the life that we should be living off the life that we have here on this earth so when you believe sometimes you know you want to look at and question okay if you are holding the right beliefs and you know sometimes belief does cause you know unbelief about situations i believe this but then i don't because your meaning now is twisted into what it is that you believe now because an experience was introduced that caused a, a, a contradiction and when you have this contradiction then sometimes you know it just goes back into a relapse we think of relapse in terms of just people you know who have substance abuse issues but relapse happens to us emotionally you know we're in this emotional fire and then we have this relapse and we know we're relapsing because now what we're doing we're avoiding we're we're avoiding the hurt we don't want to deal with it and now we're trying to find ways to numb and to medicate pain and it may not be through a substance but it may be through um other habits that just don't benefit our lives it may be overindulgent in television shows it may be overindulgent in um social media it may be you know just separating ourselves from the people who love us it, it's just so many complicated and complex issues but it all results to us not being able to process our emotions so here are a couple tips that i just want you to to take with you and it's just um five tips if you um, have identified that, you know, there's an assumption, there's an, a belief that you have that you need to challenge for accuracy, then focus on one specific issue. One thing you do is just one issue. The problem oftentimes is not the problem. It's the result of things that have happened over time. So it's important to look at, okay, what is the real issue here? And when you can find out and focus on an issue, then you become, you know, you're not dealing with everything. And then when you're trying to deal with everything, then you're dealing with nothing because, you know, nothing gets full attention. So focus on one um, specific issue. And then the second thing I want you to do is try to change your beliefs without over accommodation. Now, accommodation is something that we do when we try to make sense of an event that has happened. And accommodation is fine. It's just over accommodation, which leads to that generalized thinking. All men are dogs all men can't be trusted or something like that whatever your all thing is and so we want to make sure that we're not you know allowing specific situations that happen to us you know really give us misguided beliefs about people and the world that we live in how we see ourselves how we see others um, another thing that I want you to do is just identify statements that impact your mood. So if you're saying certain things and it's causing you to not want to uh, be your best self, show up in your best self. Oh, I'm not going to go to her party because 
um, she doesn't really like me or I'm not going to go to this family event because my family, you know, they, they're toxic and they, you know, don't want to get out of this stuff. Some things are toxic, yeah. But, you know, not everybody in the family is toxic. You may have a cousin, you may have an aunt who isn't there, but they like to be around their family. So maybe that's somebody that, you know, you can just, you know, find yourself connecting with. So you can still be amongst, you know, people that you love and, uh, you know, not really deal with the people that cause problems. So you just want to look at, okay, well, what type of thoughts am I having that impact this mood that are preventing me from doing the thing that I really want to do? Um, The fourth thing is accept the reality that you need help. This is challenging and this is difficult. This is hard. This is not something that people are generally trained on how to do. Often, you know, especially coming from the Black community, we, and then women, Black women, oh no, you know, if we just don't show up as our best selves, we can't tell you when we're going through things. We don't do that. You don't get to know what's going on with us personally. And then if you try to tell me about what's going on with me personally, I may just cut you off because now you've um, hurt my heart because I don't know how to process my emotions. And so now I blame my ability to have connection with women on the fact that I can't connect because I just don't know how to deal with myself emotionally. So talking with someone who has skills and guidance to help you through this is going to be very impactful and beneficial and is going to be well worth the investment of your time. And then lastly, call someone. If you know that this is you and that you've been struggling in these type of belief patterns, I would strongly suggest that you call someone. There are different platforms that you can go to find you a therapist. People will call me and if it's people I know, I help talk with them, but you know, I don't counsel friends. Um, But I do, you know, give them access to resources. There's psychology today. Um, I'm a part of a group called Clinicians of Color. It's just so many different resources and access to help. You don't have to do this alone and you don't have to carry you know the weight of of unbelief because when you have unbelief then it impacts your faith and we need to be a people of great faith because we want to see great results show up in our life i hope you enjoyed today's uh episode and if you want to continue with me or just continue to engage in this conversation please feel free to go to my website www.shannonbattle.com You'll get a lot of different resources there, information, abilities um, to be able to connect with me, wherever, whatever events I have coming up. If you want to come out, participate and join me, all that information is there. But I thank you all for investing your time and just uh, riding with me on today. You enjoyed the great rest of the day, and I hope that you continue to do great and mighty things in your life. Have a good day. <music>